When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, 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 here we are, part two with celebrity organizer Tracy McCubbin. As everyone will recall, we had last week's episode, which was just chock full of nuts. By that, I mean Brian. Uh, Chock full of information that was so useful, so heartfelt, so kind. So I can't wait to continue with Tracy. We've got some great questions coming up. And as I've said, everyone will be getting a copy of Tracy's fabulous book, which you can order on Amazon or at Bookshop. You know, we love to support independent booksellers, of course. We'll put the link in our link tree. But without further ado, here's part two. Join us, of course, I should say, of course, I have to say this, I have, it's obligatory, patreon.com slash askrana. We're doing our long form journalism club. We're having such a blast and it's so manageable. You just read one article, you don't have to read a whole book and we're having such lively, incredible conversations. Mickey Rapkin joining us uh, in the club this month to discuss our piece, The Chameleon from the New Yorker. And of course, ASocial.club, it's too late for March, but you can sign up for April. And we can't wait to welcome you into the carriage house. Without further ado, Tracy McCubbin. Okay, now we're going to do some rapid fire or rapid-ish fire questions for Tracy. Brian, you are going to start them off. I'm going to start them off. Oh God, I get well, so nervous. Well, if you don't want to, you don't rapid. have to. No, I'd love to. I just have to go to the right section. Uh, okay, here we go. Okay. Hi, Rana Brian and clutter expert. Clutter <laughs> <Tracy>. expert. <laughs> wow. I don't think that's the title she has on her business wow. card. How did you like being reduced it, to that? Yeah. <laughs> come on. I think she's proven that she's also a little a bit more people. than a clutter expert. I would say Thank so. Thank you. Yeah. Is it better to keep all the supplies on an item in what does this mean? Is it better to keep all the supplies on an yeah. item in one place or of put an, multiple items item, around the yeah. house? Of okay, is it hard, better to keep all the supplies in an item in one place or put multiple items around the house? For example, should every bathroom have its own toilet cleaner or should you should you just have one for the whole house? This is a good question. A little bit depends on the size of the house, right? If you have a, a smaller house, then just keep it in one place so everybody knows where it is. I am a fan if you have more than one bathroom, a little bit of toilet paper, a toilet bowl brush, a little bit of cleaner. You know, it, it, it's, it sort of depends. Like if you've got eight bathrooms, yes, you should have it in the different places. But And then the backup should all be in one place. So like when you go to replenish it, oh, I go to the garage, I go to this cut cabinet. Right. Yes. Got it. And in also person, the, the benefit, but the benefit of keeping the backup in all in one place is you know when you're running low. Right. And you know where to go exactly for it. 
she had a little follow-up in the end that says, I went from 500 square feet to 3,500 square feet, and I feel like a goldfish. The bigger my tank, the bigger my stuff collection gets. How do I retain my minimalist sensibility but still furnish an outfit a home? There Thanks. is a thing I think where people have an urge when they get a bigger place to fill it. Oh, yes. Oh, no, no, no. Every client will say to me, Ugh, if I just had more space, I'm like, you would just fill it. Right. Like you just, <laughs> right. you just fill it. That's just, not the problem. That's not the problem. And it is weirdly, it's harder to go from small to big than big to small. Like mm. if you downsize, you're like, this is what I've got. I got to make it work. When you go bigger, you're like, wait, where does everything go? So the thing that I tell people when they move into a bigger space is to be very, very purposeful. This lives here and this is why it lives here. This is the closet that's linens. This is why it's here. And just get the whole house on board with that. But make decisions, not like, oh, I'm just going to put it over here because I have the space. No, it makes sense that this lives here because it's easy to access in the kitchen or whatever. So it's about being really mindful and purposeful about where you place things. What, the why of it all. And by the way, okay. congratulations, 500 square no feet. Kidding. Yeah, that's a big, yeah. big move. Yeah. Uh, and also, when you move into a house, you don't have to decorate the whole house the minute you walk in. You can fit, You can live in the house a little bit and decide what each room's purpose is going to be, et cetera, et cetera. You don't have to just fill it up. I'm going to be I gotta get a, People always think, I have to get a couch for this room that nobody exactly. goes in. Right. <laughs> I just have to be open for a second. And I'm going to say the name of the book is Making Space Clutter-Free, the last book on decluttering you'll ever need by Tracy McCubbin. Brian, are you going to read this one or am I going to read this one? I'm happy to read it. Okay. But now, Rana, now I have to scroll back down to where we were. Hello, Rana and Brian and wonderful guest Tracy McCubbin. (laughs) Help! My mental health is finally good enough for me to want to keep my home space organized and lovely. But the problem is I'm a drag queen. So the normal ideas of decluttering don't really apply to me. Or do they? I'm Mm. living in one in all caps bedroom with two people's worth of stuff. And one of them, though incredibly beautiful and charming, has so much stuff. Dresses, jewels, sewing accoutrement, fabrics, hairstyling, accessories, shoes, more shoes, and wigs, honey. Thank you, Tracy, and thank you, Rana and Brian, for all you do. With all my love, Alexis, C-H-I-P member, at Alexis Bevels on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Of course, Alexis Bevels. I, we love Alexis uh, Bevels. Always I have to following tell you, and always five stars, kiss, kiss. I have to tell you, World of Wonder just has a new hit on their hands of drag queen decluttering. That's You're all anyone kidding. wants to watch. I mean, you honest to God, Trixie's already signing a deal for it, I'm sure. But like, uh, yeah. Uh, so this is fantastic. So first of all, the thing about that this is their profession, right? Or their hobby, or this is what they do. So this stuff is very important. And yes. it needs to be, and I'm getting from the letter that sort of the two people are them and the drag queen, right? That they don't have a right. roommate. Yes. Two, yes. One bedroom with two people's worth of stuff. Yes. yes yeah, 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 yeah. Right. The, the so I have organized a drag queen before, and I've also done a magician. And one of the things that we did for both of them was get them an outside space. So they had a pretty little living space. And we, one of them, we rented a Manhattan mini storage and then everything was cataloged because even as a drag queen, you're not wearing all the wigs all the time. You're not wearing the dresses all the time. So can you cycle it through for not a great expense? Like if you know what your shows are that month, sort of go, you know, at the beginning of the month or whatever, go through 
what you're going to be wearing. And then- Well, but there's also some decluttering that has to happen because for sure Alexis has, you know, uh, a contour- Shade that wig she in has a bag that used. she's not using yeah. anymore. Yes. yes, and is never ever gonna use. So all that makeup needs to be thrown out, or it's expired, or you know, this. Where is the line between between decluttering and organizing? Well, that's they're two very separate tasks. You cannot yeah. organize until you declutter. And I was yeah. going to say that for her that she needs to also. They're going to be you know dresses or wigs that she doesn't wear anymore. Like I don't do yeah. that show anymore, and she's moved on. And she's got to let it go. So before you can get organized, you can always do decluttering. We all have too much stuff. All I also think they should consider doing a either built-in or purchased storage wall. I, a wall Ikea that's like packs. a cabinet wall. And that that is the wall. The apartment gets, you know, two feet by 10 feet smaller, but that is the drag queen wall and everything else is the things are not, uh, put away in the same place together, that the two don't mix as though Uh, you really were roommates. You have your closet and she has her closet. Absolutely. And that it's a, you know, it's a, you go to get dressed to go do the show and it shouldn't be all smushed together. I, I wonder if that's what's feeling, but there's that Ikea packs. It's, it's so inexpensive and you just get it. It's a like a IKEA makes this big wardrobe piece that's totally customizable and it, you can do it for like under a thousand dollars. So you could put it in and then exactly Ronald's shoes could live in there and makeup could live in there and that that the drag world is over there and the everyday world is over here. I do You could one even time. do a pull out uh, right, you probably don't want to mix that. Thing. I didn't think about that. You don't want to mix those two worlds. That's probably but very But you could confusing. even do a pull. Yeah, why mix? You do, you're two different people you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Two identities. So why are they sharing a closet? But what about, also you could even probably do like a pull-out desk type the thing. Makeup and, and you could getting- make a vanity inside of that if you wanted to so that you're not sharing your bathroom with, with yourself. I um, was, not, was not a client, but I was invited very early on in the days to RuPaul's house for a party. And oh. I did I did sneak around and uh, they had a room that was just dedicated to drag. And now it has was, an apartment that's just dedicated to drag. Like well, RuPaul now has an entire apartment that's just the drag. Well, RuPaul uh, also has, you know. Uh, you know, RuPaul's an icon and a mogul, yeah. And also has a husband who's like a fracker and, you know, RuPaul has a, has a lot of has a lot of dough. <laughs> I don't know what has to, Okay, I see, I see. <laughs> I just mean RuPaul can afford to have an apartment. That's what I know, of course. A, yes, yeah. that's the think, fancy version. Yeah. But I think with this person too that that drag is, this is their passion. This is what they do, whether they do it for work or for enjoyment. And this stuff should be, treated with honor. I think it's, it's an art form and this is, they go to get ready to give back to other people. State of Tennessee, are you listening to me? Like the fact, like this is how they enter, this is what they give of themselves. So it should be organized so that when they, when she gets ready to go perform that she feels like she's backstage and putting on a show. And a hundred percent. And just a note to our listeners, which I'm sure they do anyway, like now more than ever, go see your drag queens perform and tip them well. This is a nightmare. A nightmare. It's just 100%. ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Brian, next, next okay. question. Oh my God. 
This isn't okay. a political podcast. Brian. No, I know, Ron. How dare I say? If you wouldn't bring I, things like that, how dare I be because pro I drag queen? I just don't. You know, I don't know where I am on the issue, and I don't well, ever since Ron went being, to Prague. I don't. I don't appreciate being pushed into a position. I understand on my own I understand. show, but I can't imagine you. what yeah. it would be like. I mean, yeah. Can you yeah. imagine you in a wig, Rana? I mean, that would be ridiculous. Oh, I mean, God forbid the day comes, but yeah. Hello. In keeping with the rapid style format, I will just say I love you both so much and I look forward to being with you two times a week. I was married in 2008 and I never did a thing with my wedding dress. Huh. It wasn't clean, preserved, or even stored correctly outside of hanging it in a closet. Oh, dear. I recently came across it again and I have no idea what to do with it. I have two boys and I thought of keeping it for a hypothetical granddaughter one and the thought of keeping it for a hypothetical granddaughter one day seems insane. I know people donate them to make burial gowns for burial gowns for My infants. For God, yeah. no, what? No, no, it's yeah, we'll talk I'll, yeah, th- so there's a nonprofit. There's a couple ways you can donate wedding gowns, but one is they you donate a wedding gown and they um these women sew burial grounds for like stillborn infants. Um My God. where do they I, do that? Tennessee. I mean, somewhere in the yeah. South. Yeah. Um, so that's a place. We'll keep going. Okay. Then, but. She said, but the company located near me is no longer accepting donations. What can I do that will get it out of my closet, but maybe recycled into a small keepsake that's manageable? Thank you. So one thing she can do is, t- first of all, it hasn't been preserved. And if she didn't clean it after the wedding, I'm sure it's got stains on it. Like, if, you know. So she can donate it. There are organizations that outfit um, like brides that work with, and I think I have them listed on my website. Um, There's a couple ways you can donate it. What's your website, by the way? uh, TracyMcCubbin.com. Okay, that's easy enough. Easy enough. Um, We have resources and I'm pretty sure they're the, definitely the burial gowns one is up there. There's um, brides whose husbands are in the military. Sometimes you can, sometimes there's a couple organizations where you donate wedding dresses, but they tone them down and make them prom dresses for girls who are in the foster care system. Oh, that's nice. These are all really nice ideas. Yeah. Also, like, call your local theater. Like, you know, your high school theater department. Like, make it a costume. And if you want to keep... First of all, you have the pictures, which are going to look better. And if you have boys and they end up marrying a woman, they're not... There's no guarantee that they don't want your dress. They don't want your dress. So cut a little piece off of it and make something out of it. A pillow. Exactly. Yeah, because the situation. Yeah, you're you're right. And she even says to herself, the thought of keeping that for a granddaughter who might want to get married in it is like, don't keep it for that. Also, don't cut a piece out of it. You don't give an absolute. You could care less about this dress. You have treated it with no respect. (laughs) You probably didn't like it to begin with. It isn't even in a garment bag, and you didn't have the decency to have it cleaned. So stop acting like you care what happens to it. It's just fabric. did you all watch Celebrity Rehab? Remember that show? Yeah, I do remember that. I didn't, I don't, no, I did watch Dr. it with Dr. Drew. Drew, right? Yes, it's, and all my memories it. have become cloud, have been, uh, come crawling back now that Tom Sizemore has passed. I was going to say yeah. Tom Sizemore was Sizemore, on it, yeah. Heidi Fleiss. Remember yeah. they dated? So the big one yeah. was Mackenzie Phillips, right? I saw that one too. Yes. Yeah. And she had this garage full of her mother's stuff and she was like sobbing over it because she kept it to remind her, of her but it had been like, a leak in the garage and there was rodents and it was all just, right. it was disgusting. Mm. Like it wasn't, and Dr. Drew was actually the one who said, he's like, you haven't treated this with respect. Like you, you say you're honoring her memory, but this is, 
like cardboard boxes that were rained on. And so right. that's the thing. If people are going to hang, exactly what Rana said, if you're going to hang on to something like that, treat it with respect. Save it. Maybe you could have done something, but you just now, threw it on a hanger. Don't care about Tell this. us very briefly, because we have a couple more of these we've got to get through. Of course, I'm going to give you one more nice, fun question. But what... Should a person do with a wedding dress after they after the wedding? How do you store oh, if they a wedding want to dress? Keep it? Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. You have to get it cleaned right away because stains, even if you don't see them and you don't get them cleaned, they can come up later in life. Wow. Go to a go spend the money for the good dry cleaner. You know, mm -hmm. don't go to like I don't know dry cleaning RS. Get right. it cleaned and get it preserved. And the other thing is, the minute you get it home, look in the box because people are op opening their wedding the boxes and 25 dress. and it's not it's been stolen or the dry cleaner never put it in so double check that you get it in there <laughs> what wow yeah yeah or it's you a could take it I, yes i thought you were gonna say you get the wrong dress like a baby no, there's no they dress the they just baby. shove all this paper in there and they're like uh, we've had it happen twice Clients wow opened it really and they're, like, and they're like where's my dress so double check but get it cleaned and get it put you know in a box and then tuck it way up somewhere that you don't need to do it Brian, next. Oh, well, I didn't I read that one? Well, it doesn't matter. I told oh, you it's okay. your turn again. And also, if you're going to go to a dry cleaner, I do encourage you to go to Madame Paulette. Oh, yes, for sure. Uh, John will Dorinda's take care of you. Dorinda's exes. Yes, John <laughs> exactly. will take care of you. <laughs> Our baby's bedroom is 110 square feet. It feels just big enough for her and her stuff now. What are your tips for storage and decluttering? Is she? I mean- this is very general. What are your tips for storing storage and decluttering as she grows and accumulates more stuff to keep her small room feeling spacious and clean? Thank you. This is, put it this away. Is a, yeah, put it away. And once she outgrows something, get rid of it. Like totally. yes. the thing about kids is they don't go backwards. They don't Never. go like they don't go no. back. They don't go once they start reading, they don't go back and play with the black and white mobile. Just get rid of it. Like and take it. Yes, that's right. And also you will think that, well, what if her kids want this or whatever. They blah, don't blah, blah, want blah. it. They don't. You know what they you get? don't. I call it the grandma box. You get one good watertight storage bin and you put Great the idea. most special stuff. My grandma had it and I used to play with it and there were maybe 10 things. Like you get one grandma box. That's a and great idea. This, you know, and so this client said to me the other day, the son of a client, like she kept, every, he was like 50. She kept everything from when he was a child and she was super emotional about it. And he just looked at her and he's like, these are your memories, not mine. I don't remember any of this stuff. So just kids, you got to keep decluttering. You got to just do it. They just have so much crap. I have a box for baby Steve of stuff that I bought from Costco that I couldn't use, all, like an extra this or an extra that. So oh, I don't know if I can bring oh, it to Kleenex prom. or- Yeah, toilet uh, paper, mostly Advil. Kirkland, mostly Kirkland uh -huh. things. Yeah, fish oil. Oh, I got a well, lot of Well, it's that, funny so. you should mention the Advil. She's very into shaking pill bottles now, which oh, well, are wonderful for babies. So definitely bring her one of those, yeah. Okay, sure. No yeah. Problem. Oh, that's so generous of you. She'd love to shake your pill bottles if you could bring those so safe hi everyone brian here now listen i have the best of both worlds for you because if you want something with rana style on a brian budget look no further than pair eyewear i love getting glasses. I get the blue light protection for my skin and for my eyes, which by the way, helps a lot. And also I always want a 
funky frame that I can change out like that depending on my look. Do I have a mustache this week? Am I doing scruff this week? Not the app. Or am I clean shaven? It all, what's the length of my hair? It all matters. And when it comes to style, it's fun to keep things fresh. So why stick to the same old pair of glasses? Change up your eyewear in a snap with affordable base frames and hundreds of magnetic top frames from Pair Eyewear. Honestly, this one is Rana and Brian approved, okay? One base frame is all you need to express yourself in so many ways. And then, by the way, you can get a plethora of top frames to mix and match. It's all magnetized. It's literally a snap. Glasses can add a lot of joy to your day, and by the way, can also make you look bookish, coquettish, Paulina Prescova. You know what I mean? So you do you. It's the only eyewear you'll ever need. It's budget-friendly base frames with styles from classic to cat eye that start at just $60. And by the way, that's including a prescription. You don't even have to have a prescription to get these glasses. Like I said, you can get the blue light. You can just get them to adjust your style. Men, women, kids, everyone can do it. The top frames start at $25. You can build a collection that is totally unique to you. Match your outfit, support your home team, or rep your favorite superhero in a snap. Go to paraiwear.com slash askrana for 15% off your first purchase. Rana style, Brian Budget. That's pair, P-A-I-R, iwear.com slash askrana. Do it. Uh, Rana, would you like to read the next one? (laughs) Dearest Rana, Brian, and Tracy, I have two questions surrounding the passing of a parent. I'm 31 years old and live in Brooklyn. My mother, a lifelong North Shore resident, excuse me, Marble. Oh, by the way, Marblehead Brian was voted top three coastal towns to live in in uh, America. Pardon me. Well, I don't know who did the voting. They must have been catatonic. Me, me, me. My mother, (laughs) a lifelong North Shore resident, passed away in 2021 from breast cancer. I'm very sorry to hear that, dear. My parents are divorced, and I have found myself overwhelmed with boxes after we sold her home. How do you suggest one saves mementos, such as photographs, documents, and other sentimental items? I live in a small apartment, so the most I can do right now is put them in a box and stash them under my bed. Additionally, Tracy, you have to tell them about your acid-free paper boxes in a minute. Additionally, how does one deal with the items that don't possess inherently sentimental value but do once someone has passed? That's a great question. For example, I have a floor lamp that is not my style and don't really have a place for it. Uh, But it was a gift from my mother for my very first solo apartment. I want to part with it but can't bring myself to take that step. Some background. My... Oh, my mother was a clinical hoarder. Cli- and for that reason- Oh, like clinically reason, diagnosed, I guess. Yeah. How, yeah, but how about bringing this up at the end? Yeah, right. I, we didn't My mother was this. a clinical hoarder. <laughs> and for that reason, I had a predisposition, predisposition to not hold on to things, Tracy. My minimalist tendencies are now in direct contradiction to not wanting to throw out anything that my mother has touched. It feels like a betrayal. Thank you for any advice you may be able to impact. What a great, now that this, is really fascinating. This is fascinating. So there's a couple of things going on. The there's emotional relationship with the hood the has passed rela- on. Exactly. And, you know, so clients say this. So one of the things that we do, a big part of our business is we clean out homes after someone's passed away. So we deal with this all the time. And the thing that people need to remember is that you don't want the stuff you want to keep the connection. 
you, you want that person still in your life. So we've sort of convinced ourselves, like, the more I keep, the less, you know, the less that they'll go away. And that they're not going to go away. I um, the less I'll lose them. The less because they lose feel them. like they're slipping away. Yeah. Exactly, and also they feel like when they get people feel like when they get rid of that stuff, they're going through it all over again. They're losing them another time. So yeah. it, it, it's it, I'm going to imagine being the child of a hoarder that there's probably some um, unresolved feelings with that relationship, right? Because could have loved them, but then there's a lot of anger and it's very difficult. And so now she's sort of left with all the stuff and she doesn't have an apartment for it. And it also doesn't really mean that much to her. So I think you get, I'm giving you permission to let it go. Keep six things. Keep the things that you love. That's the other thing. This is the other thing that makes me want to gnash my teeth to powder is people keep the stuff that upsets them. They keep the stuff that's the bad memories. Interesting. It's, it's so, it's not re- respectful to the person who's passed and it's not respectful to you. Keep the things that, I had a client once, this is a little, you know, this is a, she had all these unicorns, all little like glass figurine unicorns all over okay. her house. And it turned out, and I was like, they were everywhere. And I was like, do you love them? And she's like, well, I've just always had them. And it had turned out that she had been, assaulted by, sexually assaulted by her uncle. And every time he did it, he bought her one of these. And she had oh a my God. apartment. And I was like, oh, these are, go- like, we literally did a Viking burial in the background. I was like, these are going in the fire pit. Here's a hammer. Like, you know, so I think that when, wow. we're, when we're working, you know, when we're left with stuff, it could be unresolved feelings. It could be you know, but keep the stuff that makes you happy. Keep the memories. She said it. The lamp isn't her style anymore. Let it go. It's just a lamp. It's so funny that you say all this because it does make sense. You fe- you sort of feel like you shouldn't ask thoughtful questions about the things you own or why you have them. But the second you really ask yourself why you have it, the answer might surprise you. Like Like, she probably didn't even realize, like, exactly the full connection of this, you know, yeah. like, yeah, totally. It's, that It's just, it's, it's wild. What, what could, I mean, you really do put so much shape and shade on things, you know, everything. And I, yeah. I'm going to imagine too, cause I go through this, you know, when you have a parent who's a hoarder, it's like, it's this very complicated thing where you're like, this was so important to them, but it wasn't really the stuff. It's a mental disorder. If she's clinically diagnosed, it's it's right. fully a disorder. It's not. Right. So you have to, it's almost like if you, you don't want their life to be for not. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like yes. they kept all this stuff. So I've got to carry yes, it on. Yes, it feels make- like an accumulation. This was the accumulation of their life. This is, this what, is what they their loved, life so I don't added wanna, up to. Right. And yes. I'm throwing it in the trash. And exactly. they loved it. Yeah. 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 But if they were a clinical hoarder, they didn't love it. It's not right. the same. It's like, you know, it's like dealing with it. I mean, I, I really believe and more and more people are starting to agree with me finally that I actually think hoarding is more of an addiction than an anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. I think people are addicted in the same way that they are to drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I'm giving her permission to let go of the stuff she doesn't love. It's it, it, She has a little apartment in Brooklyn. You know, the photographs, that's another thing. You know, I don't love the idea of the photographs under her bed. Yeah. Boy, that is just like bad feng shui and just, you know, can she reduce oh, them right. down? Like, 
a bunch of photographs of dead people under your bed? Is that sexy? I don't think right. so. Yeah, that's <sighs> that's that's got to do something to you, even if you don't realize it. Is it my turn or your turn, Brian? I can't keep track. Who knows? We did that rapid fire. I'm happy to do it, Rana. Let me do it. Okay, dear. Do this one. Okay, you got it. And I want to say thank you to everyone for sending us their questions and for trusting us to answer them because a lot of this is very personal and emotional. Yeah. And people yeah. laid it out there. Like, it's yeah. great. They want to make a change. It is. Well, that's it, and it's inspiring. I feel inspired just from listening to this. But that's the first step is saying, I need someone to help me figure this out. And and the but then that's why people should get the book, by the way. No kidding. For sure. And Which, by the way, we should just send a bunch of copies of this book because we're never going to be able to figure out who deserves what. Making yeah. Space well, Clutter-Free, the last book on decluttering you'll ever need. By I was already... I was already thinking that that's going to be the the pro, you know the gift at the end. I'm Definitely, all, I'm and then like, we can get them out of your garage, Tracy. <laughs> I just I just got a letter from the publisher today that they're actually printing it in paperback, which Fab, is a huge that's step. a huge oh deal. My God, that's fabulous. Which means it's the next reprint. I will say, Ronnie, you say something a lot, and I use this all the time. Um, you know, the woman who uh, who. <laughs> Managed to not have an affair during her first trimester. <laughs> <laughs> Brian somehow, was, in fairness, Brian was the one that said that, and boy, did it make me laugh. But he, he said, <laughs> congratulations! Incredible. I can't remember what you said, but it was so but funny. You said you, and you all say this that you know you're just a human and you did a thing. Like, and I yes. think around people's shame around their stuff and how they, you know, it, live in their house. Like, look if. If you don't get your dishes done today, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. Like, you did a thing. Oh, you're a man. human and you did a thing. Honestly, that is great to hear. You're just a person. You're just a I person. Mean, you can't you're be right. perfect all the time. And also, it's like, it's, just deal with it. Yeah. Well, I, write deal a, with Brian? I write a to-do list every day. And I started realizing I always write down one or two things I know I'm probably not going to get done. And it makes me feel so bad when I look at the list at the end of the day and those one or two things aren't done, even though I knew they wouldn't get done. I only just started being like, Brian, do not write them down. Yeah. You just know they don't. need to write I do, down. I do that every day. I have I have a running to-do list and I get right. to almost none of it. Yeah. Like and I'll just day. like, and now I know what I, like, now I just don't write it down unless I know I can do it because it just produces anxiety for me. I support or that. Or you could just release yourself from not having to get through the list. I just ordered Tracy's book because I'm going to read it on the plane. And that way, Rana, oh. when I get to- um, Oh, what a fun, what, what a fun flight. Well, when I, when I move your nanny out of her space, when I move uh -huh. in, I can declutter whatever she had in. Oh, you don't have to declutter it. It's absolutely perfectly organized. Well, and I don't Believe know, me, that's a I bone I want to pick with her because she doesn't always keep Steve's things perfectly. But boy, boy, does <laughs> she keep staff. her things nice. Yeah. But I just ordered it. It's a gorgeous hardcover book that, by the way, is $15. So come on. I know. Well, we're giving out a million. We're, just, gonna, we're giving out it. a million free ones, but we're not going to take a free one from Tracy. We're going to buy them ourselves. Absolutely. In order That's to how we do it. Book. That's how we do things around here. That's right. All right, dear, read the next But in the one. meantime, Tracy, if you want to send me the cash for the uh, books we order, oh, I can everyone give you my, can always Venmo Brian. That's always part Venmo of the me. Always Venmo me. I've yeah. gotten $3 in the past two and a half years. I do think it's funny that there are people that send you a dollar here and a dollar there. I do yeah, think. Yeah, but someone that, sent me a dollar for my trip to Rome. That's funny. No one sent me anything for Prague. I'm probably not going to be able to afford to go after all. Rana. Oh, okay, that's here. okay. 
I can live without you. <laughs> How dare you. What a relief. How dare you. Dearest, I never thought you'd make it anyway. I, I'll believe it when you I will it. too, actually. I'll and believe when you, it when I see it. And when you tell me you have to turn around and go immediately because you booked, you finally booked a Fruit of the Loom commercial or whatever it is. <laughs> and you'll say, don't worry, but I'm going to come back on Friday. Oh, I swear and I'll be right back. I'll be right the back. The thing is, you're crazy enough that you might do that. I've, I've been known to. That's the sort of thing you're known to do. I am. Yeah. To, to come back yeah. to LA, touch down for five seconds, and then go back yeah, to Budapest. Yeah, go right back to Budapest. Yeah, exactly. Ronnie here. Look, people are constantly complimenting me on my hair. How do you do it? What do you use? How does it look so fabulous? Let me tell you this. There's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care, and that's because your hair and your hair goals, pardon me, are completely unique. Thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say I've never been more in love with my hair. And that's a lot for me to say because the truth is I've always been in love with my hair. But that's because I know when it's time to seek out a fabulous new product. And Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. Now I'm telling you, they sent me a bunch of stuff. I tried it and I have to say I loved it. It made a huge difference. Pros starts by asking you about your hair goals. I'm telling you, I have never seen a more in-depth quiz, which all factors into your hair care routine and achieving your hair care goals. Pros analyzed all my answers and handpicked clean ingredients to help me reach my hair goal. As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All the ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral, excuse me. And if you're not 100% positive pros is the best hair care you've had, they'll take the products back. No questions asked. And pros just might be the key to achieving all of your hair goals this year. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get, listen to this, 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash Rana. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Rana for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Pardon me. All right, okay. dear, next. <clears throat> Dearest Rana, Brian, a very helpful guest. I was so happy True. to hear it. It's so true. Yeah. I was so happy to hear it. Sunday's fabulous Opry Ski Kiki. AR social. Oh, she's saying. Or this Opry Ski Kiki. Opry Ski Kiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person is member number 383 and a proud sauna privilege member. Excuse me. Excuse uh, me. I was thrilled she'd be welcoming an organization expert. Only. No, she's a clutter expert. If you didn't hear from the last letter. <laughs> Only hours before. Clutter expert. <laughs> Did I ponder reaching out to you regarding this very matter? I hope my question could help myself and others release shame and embarrassment about organization, about organizational ineptitude. The very thing we were just discussing. I grew up the fourth of seven children in a poor Mormon family in the Midwest. Okay. The nine of us lived in a tiny three-bedroom ranch home with one bathroom and no basement. 
Okay. To say it was cramped is an understatement. Mm -hmm. I learned how to live in clutter simply because there wasn't enough storage space available and kids were two to a room, sometimes three to a room. My mother's a clean person who kept up on dusting, vacuuming, laundry, dishes while raising our gang, my late father's affectionate term for our family, like the superwoman she is. Some of my siblings are very clean and organized. I am not. I feel deep shame, and I'm overwhelmed by the state of controlled chaos in which my husband and I live. He is an attorney, and I'm a therapist. At the end of long days, I never want to tackle anything draining. Mm. I promise myself I will finally get to that hall closet this weekend, and I never do. My husband does what he can when he can, but we rarely complete large-scale projects. Always out there in the ether, never made a reality. I know we would be happier and healthier in a clean, organized home, but I feel lost, hopeless, and frankly, disinterested in the process. Honest. Adding, yeah. Adding right? in poor kid inner dialogue, such as don't get rid of anything. As soon as you do, you'll need it and have to buy another one, doesn't help. I'm closer to 40 than I am to 30 and desperately want to overcome this hurdle for myself and my husband. Lastly, I want to thank you for your wisdom and humor. I learned about your podcast on my favorite podcast, The Deep Dive. I started listening to Ask Ron and Brian and been hooked ever since. I joined the Carriage House with Sauna privileges so quickly, it would make your head spin. Mm. My husband laughs out loud when I play the podcast while getting ready in the morning. Thank you to all the staff, Dante, Tony, Yadvina, and of course, baby Steve and Mr. Cleveland, and I'll add in Mimi, for making our lives more joyful twice a week. Kiss, kiss, VB. Well, if you can add Mimi, you have to add Tony and Nick. And if you can add Tony and Nick, you have to add Connor. Well, they did add. And if you can add Connor, you're gonna have to add add Louis. Ivy, you know. So and then Ivy, you're gonna have to throw her in. So you're right. So ultimately, you just have to think the two of us. Follow up email. Oh, there was. Okay, Whoops. here we go. Whoops! Forgot to add the actual question. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, I thought uh, but you we did. Were, we gave some information. <laughs> yeah. How can I start organizing my home in a manageable way? I'll often spend hours playing catch up with cleaning and almost always feel like I barely made a dent. And how do I make the experience pleasurable? When it seems, I don't know that it has to be, but you, you know, oh, Tracy. God. Yeah, I, I know how. I, I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I know exactly. We don't even how. have to. I know. So great. Uh, give me this one. So first of all, she cannot. I don't. She didn't say if she's an ex Mormon. Um, right. She's she didn't. raised more. She didn't say. So uh, in the Mormon religion, um, cleanliness is next to godliness. Godliness. Not yeah. in their house it wasn't. But yeah. Right. But it's sort of Oh, no. That, the mother was very clean. Just she was they great. had a lot of stuff. They yeah. had a lot of stuff. So I think the first thing is she's got to work on letting go of the shame of it. Like you were raised a certain way. You may not like to organize. Like barely. I have a whole business because people don't like to do it. I feel like. Hire an organizer. Your husband's an attorney. You're a therapist. Hire someone to do it. If you don't like to do, I don't, you know what I don't like to do? I don't like to do gardening. I don't care about it. I don't care about plants. Blah. Yeah. I love a lovely yard. Right. I have a delightful gardener. He right. comes once a week. You know, this idea that we have to do it and I think this problem. Yes. We don't. And if you don't enjoy it and if you don't, you're doing it to punish yourself. So you're never going to do it. And then you're just in this cycle of making yourself feel bad. So why not get some help? I mean, organizers are everywhere now and you can get them for a pretty reasonable price. Get somebody to come in and help you. You could you probably like, get one of those Mormon mommy bloggers to come in and do oh, it. And she'd probably be her favorite thing she ever no, no, did. No. Can you, I'm you not kidding. This? I wish I was kidding. Oh no, Mormons, part of, if they're on mission, if they're on mission, you know, where they uh -huh. go away for two years, 
right. and someone asks them to de clean their garage or declutter their house, they have to do it. It's part of their mission. So I have clients who have used the Mormons to clean out their garage. So get, you know, get one of them to help that you. That can't be I true. It's, I'd have four or five of them over once a week. <laughs> <laughs> that were true, and I'd be happy to serve them sugar cookies and no caffeine or whatever they whatever they want. Soda, no coffee. Exactly. They can have soda, no coffee. Yeah, soda, no coffee. I, I think she needs help. I think she doesn't like to do it. She beats herself up for not being able to do it. Get an get organizer, an organizer get a cleaning lady. Because yeah. I and, think right, and then who keeps the house clean? And I couldn't agree more. You don't like to garden? Don't do it. I'm sure there's something they're paying somebody to do in their house that they don't want to do or that her husband doesn't want to do. And she's 100% attached to this idea that her mother was a saint, which she probably was on some level. She refers to her as a superwoman. And there is some tiny little gnawing insecurity she has about not being the same kind of woman that her mother was and that, that somehow she has lost something in the process of being something else. She's a therapist. Excuse me. Right. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, and I hate to say, what would you tell your client? Because nobody wants to hear that. But I mean, I, I but let also the shame I, go. Let the get shame go. Get somebody else to do it. And here, one of the ways to get, if you're not naturally inclined, look, she's, she's not, you know, she said it's controlled chaos that they live in. That's not a yeah. way to live. It's not working for them. But one way to get organized is to have someone do it and start to live in the space. And you're like, oh, this works better. Look, if she wanted to, I mean, I say this to clients all the time. If you wanted to learn how to play the flute, like you just don't naturally think you know how to do it. You would get a teacher. Yes. So right. Teacher. Great point. Or, no or also, you may never play the flute. You may not be gifted right. at yes. playing a musical instrument. Some people really are gifted. And, and I mean, Tracy's an example. And, and also, it really does do something for them to organize and declutter. And also, I think it actually does something for everyone. There is... A before and after that's a very nice feeling. Yeah. And you really, you really, you know, your home is a tool and it should work for you. And if you're calling your home organized or controlled chaos, it's not working. I have clients, two married couple with teenage sons. I've worked with them since she was pregnant with the first son. Big lawyers, lovely people. She wants an organized house. She doesn't want to do it. We come in every six weeks. We just do a tune up and it's great. She doesn't fight oh, with her sorry. husband about it. She doesn't fight with the kids about it. We declutter. It's like we're on a regular schedule. And she's like, this has made me so happy. Like, I, I want this, but I don't want to do it. So there's no shame. And if you're not good at it and you don't like to do it, who cares? Oh, that great sounds point. fabulous to have you over every six weeks to do the house. That would be so nice. Let's get on a six-week schedule. I love it. I would it. have to Let's. lay down. But what I would do, if I got a declutterer, I would just, I would, I would barely be able to... Honestly, once they showed me something, I think I would just. Can I do it from my bed? Sure. Okay, I cool. people. I just put people on a lily pad. I think and I'd I just have to hold lay down. items. I'll send yeah. Nikki over, and she'll say, Brian, Brian, this, um, <laughs> this half chewed on Tic Tac in the orange flavor that you used to eat in the nineties. Yes. Do yep. you need yeah. to keep this? Yeah. And I'll say. Well, oh, she would never say, I "Do you want to keep it?" She would. Do you need to keep it? She would say, "Are we keeping this for a reason, right. or <laughs> right. do you need it for something?" Or, "Oh, okay, this piece of paper that I found at the bottom of your shoe—it it was attached to a piece of dog do." I would just, I just say, "No, you can have it." You can have it. Yeah. 
I said, oh, Nikki, please take that if you want it. Is that what you, I assume that's what she's asking is if she can have <laughs> she it. She wants the Tic Tac, yeah, exactly. She wants the Tic Tac. Now listen to me. I'm going to let Brian go because he has a big Hollywood audition and you oh. and I are going to do one more question, which is your dream to be the co-host of this show. How oh, does that sound? My dream. Well, don't my get dream. too comfortable, Tracy. Oh, get very comfortable, Tracy, because I'm thinking about, Brian's going on vacation. I hope he doesn't I'm going into, to your city, Ron. I hope he doesn't <laughs> fall into the, into the river right under the child's bridge it doesn't seem like it's that far of a drop but it's a very easy push are you kind of killing me ron is that kind of a low and the water is cold all i know you're gonna hop up to take a selfie and you know you could lose your footing if i go missing everyone please ron is implicated she is very low very low wall on that bridge i'll just say it okay ronna listen tracy it was really lovely to meet you i've lovely. gotten so much out of this and please come back anytime and I- in the meantime if i book this part i'll have you every six weeks there we go <laughs> there we go break a leg brian break a thank leg. you ronna here with some fabulous information about one of our sponsors rocket money Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. I have to say, it is truly remarkable. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they forgot about, like Pardon me, that streaming service you bought to watch just one show for one time for one minute, or that free trial that you never even used and you can't believe it, you're still paying for it. You simply find the subscription you don't want, press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. How fabulous is that? No more long haul times with customer service or, you know, anxiety over the conversation or emailing back and forth. Forget it. They can cancel your gym membership for you if you want to. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. So stop throwing away your money, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash askrana. That's rocketmoney.com slash askrana. I can't recommend this service enough. This is one of the rare occasions where it pays to be passive aggressive. Rocketmoney.com slash askrana. Let them do it for you. All right, dear, I've got one more question here that I want to talk about. Let's see what we've got here. Uh, unless you, yes, is that okay? Do you have time to do one more? I, I, I have all the time in the world for you. Okay. Dear Honorable Mrs. Glickman, Viscountess or Viscountess, I think is how you say that. Dear Honorable Mrs. Glickman, Viscountess Safi and celebrity organizer Tracy McCoppin. I'm a longtime listener, and it goes without saying, a Patreon subscriber. I just gazed out of my snowy window here in NYC and shed an icy tear for all the lost souls who don't listen bi-weekly. Pathetic. I like this person already. (laughs) I've had a fantastic therapist for years who, to my great dismay, has been able to help me process any concerns I would otherwise submit to you. Thank goodness I finally fired her ASS, pardon me. So I have something to ask you about. Side note, nothing bad happened. I'm just taking a well-deserved therapy break. I'm cured. I come to you with this. My father has too much stuff. 
The reasons for this are myriad. They always are. But in brief, my father is in his 70s and was raised by Depression-era Jewish parents. His first wife, my mother, died of cancer in the early 90s. As you can imagine, this was a tectonic devastation, both for us and for everyone who knew her. She was young, she was gorgeous, she was dynamic and fearless and funny and wild and sharp. So when she was gone, she left behind a limitless chasm as well as all of her belongings, which became sacred stand-ins for her being. This is a very well-written letter. Mm-hmm. She, had a, she had been a stylist. Oh, her old makeup kits were wedged into closets. She designed her own wedding dress with a massive collar to look like an orchid, ceremonially wrapped and entombed amongst photo albums, clothes, crumbling business cards, and medical files. These objects and the outline of the woman they constructed became the foundation upon which my father continued to collect. Stacked boxes of raisins and Benadryl languishing in the cupboards, handwritten notes sharing table space with mementos and toothpaste bottles, dusty electric fans shimmying amongst precariously placed vases, library books, and half-used wet wipe containers. The home I grew up in was a precarious collage of indecipherable organization. Everything had to be out at all times and on every surface, both because there was no drawer space and because my father could not recall where anything was if it wasn't in his eyeline. Huh. Hmm. A few years after my mother's death, my father remarried to a great woman who has been my stepmother for 25 years. The emotional clutter collected until it forced them apart. And as of this year, they are going through a divorce. Oh, how, how hmm. sad. And to top it all off, just a few months ago, they had to put down the family dog. This was a sorrow that broke my father wide open. My father is a beautiful man whose heart abounds with compassion and affection. He lives his life with poetry and charms the hell out of everyone he meets. Now, as he lives alone and reckons with the many outlines left behind, he must face these piles of objects that surround him like an improvised buttress, helping him to hold himself up and perhaps keep others out. The good news is he is interested in doing so. Some potentially helpful details. He is not a man of money. He does not own his home. He works and he is in therapy. He lives in Los Angeles. I live in New York. And my much younger brother lives in Northern California. I don't make crazy money, but if there was some sort of service I could pay for, I would gladly throw some cash at the problem. After all, as I told him, all of his stuff will, in due time, become mine. When I last visited him in L.A., I took advantage of his vulnerable state and helped him organize a small bookshelf. He is open to being helped, and while I want to help him as much as I can, I don't live near him. You guys, what the hell do I do to help this man who I love so vastly, so deeply and so profoundly, to declutter this mausoleum of mayhem? I have told him that he does not need my permission to relinquish any of my mother's belongings. I have a number of her items, as well as plenty of photos. And frankly, if I don't know, it may be better, because I'm not exactly a minimalist myself, as evidenced by this lengthy letter. With much love from a CHIP, friend of Naomi's, and style guide deviant, Margaret Thatcher. Just kidding. You can call me anything, but kindly don't use my name. Well... Today is our lucky day because is it? 
well, my company's based in Los Angeles. This is exactly what we do. Yes. Um, you know, I, I think that this, before I found out the location, they need help. They need a professional. You know, yes. He, they need Nikki. Yeah, they need, Nikki's perfect for this. They need you, but they need Nikki to come in and say, are we saving these wet ones? And for your father to very kindly stare into her face and say, yes. Yeah. And then for (laughs) Nikki to say, are you sure? And for him to say, no, you can take them. And I think the important thing with this is the conversation with people in this age is like, what's your goal? Do you want to age in place? Do you want to stay in your home long longer. Yes. So we have to make it safe for you because as cognitive declines and your balance declines, you have to make it safe. So to me, what it sounds like is he's open to it. He wants the help, but he knows he can't do it himself. So bring in a professional. I mean, this is senior downsizing. This is what we do. The, the respect of the loss of his first wife. And it's clearly an issue if his second wife left him over it. Yes. And that he's processing that. I mean, this may actually be, when you would think this would be a time where he's going to declutter more, it may actually be an opportunity for him to declutter because he can, he's dealing with a loss that he has regret about. Your mother's loss, the loss of your mother was, he couldn't do anything about it. And the stuff has piled up because of the loss of control that he felt as a result. And now, unfortunately, there's this collateral damage of pushing out the stepmother after all these years. But he can see now. He needs, he needs a path to redemption. Exactly. And he doesn't want to, the story of his life to be, I gathered all, I never got over the death of my first wife. I gathered all this stuff and I pushed my lovely second wife away who was, who was, possibly not my soulmate, but certainly my companion in life. And now I'm surrounded by all this stuff and I'm alone. And my daughter lives in New York and my son lives in San Francisco and nobody wants to visit me. And I don't know how to dig myself out of this grief with the dog, etc. And that is where Sunny Tracy and lovely and her lovely crew show up and they say exactly what you were saying just before, Tracy, which is you're just a person. And this stuff isn't who you are. As you listen to the way that your daughter described you, what a beautiful letter. Beautiful. The best paragraph in this letter, which describes everything gorgeously, is my father is a beautiful man whose heart abounds with compassion and affection. He lives with poetry and chimes the hell, hell out of everyone he meets. So give him the opportunity to chime Tracy and her team, is what and- I would say. And she's giving him the biggest gift of all in that yes. when she says at the end, if I didn't know it was there, I don't want to see it. I have enough Give him a way of my- out. She gave him a way out. She's but giving him permission. But as she says, he's willing to do it. So let's yeah. get the declutter fly team on it. Absolutely. I this love is this. Gift. This is a job for Superwoman Tracy. Oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm willing. Like I, And I, I already know this. you're going to fall in love with this guy. That's the other thing. Of An course. old Jewish man. Surrounded by beautiful, yes. I mean, this is absolutely. She's about to marry an old Jewish guy in two weeks. I am. This is fantastic. Yeah, this is. And again, you know, this is this thing, Ronnie. You you talk about like, there's no shame or crime in needing help. We need. We all need help. We can't do everything, and we've been fed this bill of goods like that. We should be able to get it all done. That's that's just malarkey. I don't cut my own hair. Yeah. You, you I mean, don't do your own it's nails. It's just something you don't. I don't do. 
I don't right. do my own nails. Should I beat myself up all day because I have another hand that I could use to paint my nails and I don't? And what does that mean? And I'm, I mean, the, if you want to play that game where you start thinking about what do I waste money on and da, 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 I mean, just you've got to release yourself out from, you know, not only the mountain of stuff, but the amount of emotional clutter that we pile on top of ourselves. Let's just get, just forget it. Poof. Here comes the fairy godmother, Tracy, to say, it doesn't matter. Let's just start right here. Let's start in this corner of this room and let's just work our way out of this. And it takes as long as it takes and we're going to do it together. No big deal. And we're going to take breaks. And the other thing is, you get, you, this is the shocking thing that people won't believe. You're going to get to keep some stuff. Yes, of course. We're that not always, whenever away. we go through my things and you say to me, oh, I mean, you got to keep this. Yeah. I'm always shocked. <laughs> I always think you're going to tell me, oh, you've got to get rid of everything. You've got to get rid of everything. And then every, that's one of your little secret tricks is every 20 items. I don't know if you set a time or what happens, but you say, oh, you got to keep this. Oh, this Every 20 one. items. Yes. And then you feel good about it. Totally. I also have this little fantasy that she's going to reach out. We're going to go in and then he's going to get the stepmom back. That they're going to halt the divorce proceedings and they're going to- Well, like, it could have. Let's see. Let's see. We, I, or, I've, I've he's done it get before. A new or he's going to get a new girlfriend. Exactly. But he yeah. sounds lovely and he should have companionship and it shouldn't And be, he like, deserves it. He shouldn't feel course. that. He does feel, though, that he has dug himself into the situation and he can't get out of it. So yeah. let's let somebody get you out. Exactly. It's a rescue mission. If you were stuck in a drainage, could baby, did somebody say to baby Jessica, why doesn't she just crawl out? <laughs> she, I mean, really, she needed yeah. somebody to pull yeah. her out. Nobody said so to her, like, why didn't you out? build yourself a ladder? Like, what's no, wrong I mean, with you? You guys are absolutely excavators and you are a rescue team. You are. You are absolutely search and rescue. That's what you are. And it's exactly. a beautiful, beautiful thing that you do for people. And you do it with such kindness and generosity and panache. You really do. You have put together. So I'm always astonished by how lovely everyone is that is in your orbit. And it's absolutely from the top. And that's what I can thank say you. with personal experience. Thank you. And thank you. And, and this gentleman, you know, he's 70 and he's got 20 good years left and let's let him enjoy it. Yeah, and let's not, get like, him those years. Let's get him those years. I, and I, let's yes. get him a new dog, but he can't have the new dog until he cleans out the house. That's the deal. Yep. No new dog. That's and the that's a good. That's a good one. You get it. And also th this one always, if you want to stay in your home, we got to keep it safe. This well, about I know, wrong. but there's a lot of men that have a little bit of ego about that conversation and they're not great at hearing that or yeah. at accepting that. But that is the reality. So even if you say it to him and he doesn't accept it on the day, you could also say to him, you can go away and think about that. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, don't, yeah. you know, you don't have to think about what I'm telling you right now, but I'm telling you, let's just be realistic. You know, and, and you you've can got also 20 sort of more good years in the, in you. Let's keep you in this house as long as we can. Right. And you can also make it not be about today, but like as we're looking forward to the next 20 years, let's make sure you can stay here as long as you can and let's get rid of some of the stuff. It's easy. I, I love it. Now, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, they can go to the website, tracymccubbin.com. There's a contact info. My delightful Sam reads everything. We read every email that comes in and we do a free consult. So there's no even monetary obligation. I can go and meet him and 
do a walkthrough. So I think I, I'm feeling magic about this. I love it. I absolutely love it. I can't thank you enough. What an absolutely fabulous interview. I just want to remind people we do not have a cliffhanger today because we're doing a long-form journalism uh, article on Patreon, which is absolutely incredible. We're reading The Chameleon, a New Yorker article, which I'm telling you is from 2006, I think, and I've never been able to get it out of my head. We're reading The Chameleon. I can't wait to reread, and we're discussing with our fabulous long-form journalist extraordinaire, pardon me, Mickey Rapkin, who's joining us in the Patreon Carriage House uh, so there's no cliffhanger today because Mickey Rapkin is joining us to discuss the long-form journalism piece, The Chameleon from the New Yorker. And just to toot Mickey Rapkin's horn for a second, pardon me, and his bona fides, as they say, or bona fides, the $130 million cell phone scam. He wrote the article. It's out now in Esquire. Just do a Google. It's absolutely fabulous and fascinating. We're going to talk about it a little bit on the show. Uh, but Mickey will be our guest. Join us at patreon.com slash askrana. And we can't wait to see you all over there. Kiss, kiss. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.